politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew for life, liberty, property, morality, humanity, and all that is in between here at CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here today, midweek. It is Wednesday, and the world is falling apart. Everyone's gone mad. We have a fake left, well, a real left and a fake right. And where do we go? Where do we go? Today I want to talk about the news through the prism of ultimately our only solution is is this. The world has gone mad. The world is full of third world crazies, Islamic crazies, leftist crazies. We got illegals. We got criminals. We got Muslim immigration. We got Hamas, Hezbollah, BLM, Antifa. America is still the sanest country relative to others, but it's pretty insane All we have are the reddest parts of America to move to and to reconstitute our natural advantage that we are winning in. And I want to get to that as we continue to lose everywhere. Red states are getting redder. We saw that with the Louisiana elections, the off-season elections we had where uh, my buddy Jeff Landry is the governor-elect there. They swept everything. That's where we need to reconstitute our future. The two biggest stories in the news. One's international, one's national. International is the blood libel against Israel where uh, Islamic Jihad launched a rocket against the Jews and everyone was cheering on. It was supposed to hit the Jews. That would have been okay, but it wound up hitting a hospital. Oh, whoops, actually a hospital parking lot. And likely killed only a few people, but they lied and said it hit the hospital, killed 500 people, and it was the Israelis who did it. And a good part of the fake right, and certainly all of the left, all of the media joined in. And then now, okay, we just move on. They caused almost almost caused embassies to be sacked through everywhere. Jews will pay for that with blood, uh, both in Israel and really internationally. It created a blood libel. Facts don't matter. So once it goes out, the truth ne- never matters. And uh, Biden was responsible for that in part, and he's continuing there in Israel today. We're screwed. Then you have nationally you have the speaker's race, which is just a complete dumpster fire. Um, there's there's nothing to do at a federal level. There's nothing to do on all levels. And that is why I, I am the only one with a solution of electing a critical mass of people in primaries who share our values in places where people roughly share our values, but navigating a Republican Party that is subversive and lies in primaries, again, moving primaries to conventions is the only solution. I want to hopefully eventually get back to that. We'll start with the speaker's race. Go to Israel, go back to localism, national, international, local today, all of it in between. We're first sponsored today by Patriot Academy again in about two months, really two months from today. I'm going to be traveling to Patriot Academy's next constitutional defense course. What does that mean? Four days of intensive handgun training and how to win a gunfight, how to properly shoot from a holster, hone in on your skills, marksmanship, and safety awareness, how to clear malfunctions. Uh, two to the chest, one to the head, all of that. We have great drills there, great instructors. Uh, there's a bunch of classes if you go to patriotacademy.com slash Daniel. 
But I will personally be at the December 18th one. Uh, it's uh, Sunday through Thursday. I'm not sure if I'll be there the whole time, but I'm definitely going to be out there. I've made my ticket already. And those of you wondering who is the man behind this microphone, well, you can meet me out in Fredericksburg, Texas, uh, Patriot Academy's new, uh, really new campus. They're building more and more every day. Uh, eventually, they'll have uh, a full university there. But for now, it's mainly the gun portion, the ranges. So go to patriotacademy.com slash Daniel. Really looking forward to meeting you guys there. So I haven't covered the speaker's rate much this uh, week. Number one, because it keeps changing. Number two, because there's just no good outcome. There's so many people doing doing things for different reasons. Um, my concern right now is that we're caught in, in no, no man's land. If the goal was to strategically use the House GOP conference that we have, and what I mean that we have is after all these years, not joining people like me and focusing on primaries or had to reform primaries and continuing to elect all these rhinos, making the best of it. In other words, the best strategic way we can get the best outcome with the conference we have, even though a lot of them we wish we wouldn't, they wouldn't be in the conference, but it is what it is. If that was your goal, obviously getting out McCarthy at that time through someone like Matt Gates in that way was not the way to do it. And and I think we all recognize that. Um, if the goal was just to burn it down, like screw it, I don't care. We'll just be deadlocked. They won't agree to the rhinos won't agree to Jordan, but we won't agree to anyone they put out. And screw it. They don't do anything good anyway. I am all for that, but I'm not sensing anyone as a strategy. In other words, a strategy for that would look something like this. The Freedom Caucus would then break off and form a formal Freedom Party and use as an impetus. Maybe, like I said, maybe you still use the GOP for ballot access, but you act like an independent party. You run a slate of candidates and you push changes in state laws to change to conventions. If if you did that, man, I could respect that. But right now, it's like it, it's just not going anywhere. I'm I'm not sure what the what the end game is. So, what's happening with the speaker's fight is more in line with my original intuition, which was right. I said, look, I said if you don't wait for McCarthy's full betrayal with the budget, you don't give him that rope. You're not going to have a broad coalition to go against him. It's going to be viewed as vindictive. It's going to be viewed as destructive. So you might be able to get him out, but then they're going to block your guy. And that's what happened. You know, there was evidence that the rhinos are so weak, even they, even they would uh, fade and fold. And that's why I came on yesterday thinking it was only 5 to 10, but 20 voted against Jordan. So again, just to review... Jordan won, well, originally Scalise won the conference vote, but then, you know, our side said they're not voting for him, so he pulled out. Um, then Austin Scott ran against Jordan for the establishment pick. Jordan won 124 to 81, so there were 81 against Jordan, but then they did an affirmation vote. Okay, well, now that it's Jordan, would you vote for him on the floor? And um, 55 said no. And then yesterday, 20 of those 55 voted against him on the floor. And rather than them collapsing, which was the hope that you keep voting and the numbers will shrink, the assumption as of this hour is that, if anything, 
the rhinos have finally become organized and emboldened and they're going to take this all the way and they might even grow their numbers because you know let's face it there's many others there that are leftist republicans a lot more than 20 for them to draw upon so you know look i've always said from day one i saw this coming and i said See, this is a nuanced view you're not going to hear anywhere else. No one no one thinks more than one step ahead. This is the problem. No one thinks strategically on anything. But we should have had the Oh man. This is tough. But I'm just going to say it. The worst thing you can have is embolden the left flank of Republicans and then have a guy that's one of yours, but not really, but perceived very strongly as one of yours, to control that and be in charge and then beholden to them. Because one of two things are going to happen at this point. Either you're never, you're just going to be on a suicide mission for Jim Jordan, or if you could somehow get Jim Jordan, the only way you're going to get him is with a very bitter and emboldened rhino block that will now be beholden to him. It's literally a mirror image of the McCarthy arrangement from January, okay? Where back then, it was a bittered, emboldened right that one of their guys had to kind of give into. Now it's gonna be the opposite. And mind you, I, I mean, I do question some of Jim Jordan's priorities and where he stands on things. But... I, I'm just going to say straight up, I will support it. This is the only way I'm not going to you know, support the rhinos and we got to defeat them. But we would have been better off with a McCarthy held hostage to us than a Jim Jordan held hostage to the rhinos. And I always felt that if your strategy is to do something constructive in the house, then the better way would have been to, to I did not have done this at this moment, but once you did it, the Freedom Caucus should have gotten together with a third person to come in as a consensus, someone who's not quite as Freedom Caucus-y as Jim Jordan, but frankly is probably less subversive, um, but would work with us and is not as as problematic to the other side. Or even a guy that is overtly Freedom Caucus, like, like Chip Roy, I think would have been more palatable, ironically, to the guys in Biden districts who are upset about, you know, Jordan's strong ties to Trump. So my concern is that we're fighting all of our political capital for something that's not even a good outcome necessarily. Although if it is the outcome, we'll try to make it that way. Well, Daniel, they're a bunch of rhinos. We shouldn't have to give in to them. Fine, so then start off, break off your own caucus and do what I just said. But fighting for Jim Jordan... At this point, to the gates of hell, to be speaker over this conference in this way, I don't think it ends well. That's my concern. It's it just, it just no strategic value. Everyone, People can't look at a preponderance of evidence and a fact pattern and continuity of observations. I, I just, what bothers me with so much in politics is that it takes skill to be a doctor. It takes skill to be an engineer, to be a professional. With the internet, it doesn't take skill to watch the news and comment on it, okay? 
anyone could do that. Anyone nowadays could get a microphone, plug the USB into their laptop or whatever, put together a podcast like I do, and put it out. Most of you in this audience have a lot more of an impressive career or background than I do. But I figured if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do more than just one step ahead that takes a little bit of, yeah, kind of professionalism, that a little bit of putting things together, being in the know, understanding issues, longstanding built-up knowledge. And you just don't, we don't have that sort of leadership on the right. It's just monkey see, monkey do. So it's just like Jim Jordan's the new Trump. Just, just support him to the gates of hell as it's just an end to itself. Again, I, I'll I'll back them on that. I'm I'm not. It, it looks like the rhinos are going to come back with trying to make Patrick McHenry, who's the speaker designate or te- speaker temp designate, as a permanent speaker or you know long term speaker. Yeah, obviously we should swat that down. But I'm just saying there should have been another strategy. Well, Daniel, we don't have anyone else. But then where are you taking this? Either be strategic, how to win some fights in the house with what you have or declare nuclear war and just break off from the conference and create your own apparatus to to win primaries which is kind of what the South Carolina Freedom Caucus did or moreover don't even focus on federal elections and primaries but the red states and I think there's a lot of potential there but just putting it, it, it just putting it, Jim Jordan as speaker, Trump as president, and that that under the current dynamic, it, it's just not a winning strategy. It just isn't. I, I know this takes a couple more brain cells, but, but that's where we are. So just wanted to focus on that, and uh, we'll, we'll take it day by day. Our next segment is sponsored by Birch Gold, obviously with Republicans having no intention of engaging in a serious messaging war over government shutdown fight on the budget we're going to have endless inflation that's why gold is surging it's never been a better time to buy Uh, birch gold is what i recommend they've helped hundreds of our customers by texting daniel to 989898 they'll send you a free info kit on gold and how to convert your ira or 401k not into the stock market you know you get a tax deduction for that but you can get the same tax tax deduction Uh, by putting it into something of value which they could offer, silver or gold. So text Daniel to 989898. It would sure be nice to have some gold to fall back on now. And folks, we need a political solution to fall back on. And I want to get to some of that if we have time. But first, moving over to international. So I've been warning you that I said... It's not Israel that is the new next current thing, conspiracy to take over your life. It's it's the Palestinians. It's the Gaza civilians. I mean, we've only lived for decades where the entire effing world, every academia, media, national, international, international institution is against Israel. It's literally against the entire world. I never understood these people that I hate the globalists and then... The Israeli Zionists are the globalists. Like, well, there's a lot of leftist Jews that are involved in that, but they're not pro-Israel. Like, you got your right and left and your sides wrong there. Um, And again, I don't care if you care about that or not. 
You want to focus on America? Focus on America, all the better. But this bizarre thing that these people started being sympathetic to Gaza, and I said, the Gaza civilians is the new Ukraine. Israel's not the new Ukraine. Now, it doesn't mean that Biden and the rhinos aren't going to try to throw a bunch of money at Israel while then handcuffing them like we talked about yesterday. And the better thing to do is just to let them do their thing. But what we have seen on display is something so dark, something that is also extremely revealing. Every geopolitical lesson of our life was learned in about a 12-hour period yesterday. So right off the bat, you have Hamas and Islamic Jihad, their kind of junior partner, frenemy, you know, game that they play with them, the two uh, organizations, as they do every day, launched a barrage of rockets towards Israel. And, and you know, that's that's totally fine, right? There's nothing new. There's nothing outrageous about that. That's been accepted already for what is it, 15, 17 years, and that's that's normal, right? Um, kill a bunch of Jews, that's, that's totally fine. They can't live functional lives, that's totally fine. Because the Palestinians, okay, so this is, this is what we've been dealing with. This is the crap that's been going on forever. But one of the rockets veered off, and we were told, blew out a major hospital and killed 500 people. So... It wasn't like it was a case where something looks one way, but then you get the facts, it turns out it's another way. Prima facie, the very incipient introduction of that piece of news into the internet was accompanied by, it was Al Jazeera, and it was accompanied by Al Jazeera's video. Al Jazeera obviously is the Hamas, it's Qatari television, it's funded by Hamas. But even their own video showed something going from the ground, veering up, and then twisting around, and cu- coming from Gaza and landing in Gaza. Right? There's no nothing cute about it. So, you know, you don't need to be a war munitions expert, but um, Israeli Air Force JDAMs and missiles, they go from the sky, the plane, to the ground. Something that goes from the ground to the down to up, well, that comes from the ground. So that came from Gaza. Okay. You didn't need any forensics and it was right there. It was right there that whether it was done by accident or on purpose, the the you know, one of the terror groups launched a rocket and hit their own thing. And then right away, people should have been suspicious that they knew the exact casualty number in three seconds. Now, all the while, it was interesting. We never saw an evacuation. Like, you would think you'd have people on stretchers with IVs and, you know, you know, a bunch dead, of course, but then you'll have a bunch that aren't yet dead and you got to get out of there and fire them in. And instead, there was a press conference held in a parking lot. I was like, wow, that's pretty quick. I was like, man, maybe they just vaporized the whole thing so there's no one left and, and that's all you could do. I mean, just no critical thinking. And, of course, you see, today... It didn't even hit the hospital. It hit the parking lot, and it didn't, you know, bomb out 500 people. It created a crater in a parking lot about two, three feet deep, as as the Hamas rockets typically do. They're deadly if you're right around it, or you could seriously get injured with the shrapnel spraying. But it's not gonna no no Hamas rocket. I don't think that they have 
Um, they're not on par with the 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 Hezbollah ones in the north. They don't kill that many people. So it was retarded from day one. And every single media outlet ran with it. They created a blood libel. Remember, a lie is when it's not true. A blood libel is the people who did it then accuse the others of doing it and then get to kill. So, so what's a blood libel? There's nothing new. Okay, there's nothing nuanced. I love all these people that latch on to Hamas and they think that they're being somehow enlightened, discerning, punching through the prevailing narrative. This is the ultimate prevailing narrative. In fact, it's over a thousand years old. What happened? They started this thing. You'd have some, you know, back then it was some crazy Christians in Europe uh, that hated Jews. It wasn't Islam. They would go and in, in some, you know, place in Germany... I forget the exact country. It's like Germany, Poland, Central Europe. I mean, but it spread all over the place where they would say they would go and kill one of their own. They'd kill a, a Christian kid. And then they'd say, the, so they'd kill Jews. Then they'd kill their own and then say the Jews did it. So then you could kill even more Jews as revenge. And it's a vicious cycle. That was the blood libel. So... They get to kill, slaughter, burn, mutilate, I mean, in the worst way we've ever seen, and probably in our lifetime, 1,400 Jews, still counting, injure a few thousand others, wipe out an area, continue to hold 200 hostages, continue to try to infiltrate, continue to launch rockets, and while they're launching the rockets, they kill their own, and then you blame the Jews. And every, and, 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 this is where you need to understand why this is the new current thing. There's always war propaganda, but propaganda is not a side thing to Hamas. That is their main modus operandi, is propaganda. You see, obviously, if anyone had a shred of morality, Israel has bomb, he has more weapons, more sophisticated weapons, and they could vaporize Hamas. So what does Hamas rely upon? That these subhuman bastard, immoral, leftist dogs in Western governments and Western media, as they've been doing for decades, will serve as a sewer pipe conduit for whatever they put out. And then handcuffs Israel. Like, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, Israel's so pathetic, they must have done this on purpose. You know, they let Hamas, like, why, why'd they allow Hamas to become so strong? I'm like, you're actually right in your critique. Like, there is what to criticize them. But to be fair, there's a reason they're like that exactly because of your reaction. Because not only – what we learned yesterday is not only are they not allowed to respond, which if you notice, they haven't yet. But now Hamas could continue firing rockets and then hit their own and then that's used against them as well. So they can't move an inch now. So here you have 1,400 dead, and they can't pay, basically can't do anything. Be like, well, at least maybe it's not fair, but they'll do some things and just be very careful not to hit hospitals, even though 100% of their infrastructure is there. Um, but no, because now they can't even do anything because these guys do it. Remember, these are junkie rockets, and 40% uh, of, of the rockets fired from Gaza actually do... They don't make it outside of their border. They land in Gaza. So now they're on the hook for that too. 
as of this writing, as of this recording, 17 hours after Biden tweeted this like even-handed thing, like we need to find out what happened, even though it was abundantly clear at the time he made it, he still has not deleted that. He says he sides with them and he saw the intel in Israel's right, but he continues to then go, you know, speak fork-tongued. We almost had a number of Israeli, American, European embassies throughout the Arab world sacked, completely destroyed. I'm sure you had Delta guys on the ground there last night. And when you look at the blood-curdling fake outrage from all these stupid Arabs, stupid, dumb as mud, believe anything, pathetic. This is the new safe and effective. Even today, nothing has changed. They'll move on from it. But it's like, there's no middle ground. Now that we know not only wasn't it true, but they did it, that should be further context for the, any sane, just, moral person in the world to unite and say, Israel, you need to destroy Hamas. Instead, now they're on a shorter leash than ever. Have you killed and have you inherited? Have you killed and have you inherited? That's what it is. They get to kill. Jews kill their own and then benefit Use that as as a as a pretext. The amount of Arabs that are both in Judea and Samaria running rampant, even probably some Israeli Arabs inside their Auschwitz borders there, certainly in the Arab world, in Europe and in America. What do you think that's gonna do to Jews in the coming days? A complete utter a, a lie is not what it is a blood libel. You tell me. So all these people, they couldn't see through their own Christian beliefs, some of these fake people on the right. They couldn't see the Bible. They couldn't see decades of history. Like, dude, jihad does exist. They were befuddled why the media that was on the ground in these Israeli communities had a shred of humanity for a couple of days filming burnt bodies Oh, there must be something up with that. They're signing with Israel. I said, like, look, wait till Israel does their operation. They didn't even do it yet. And now there's unanimity of opinion. Unanimity. against Is is that enough for you? You are siding with the new current thing. The Palestinians are the new current thing. This obsession that immediately every last thing, they have the casualty count. Every last thing's a lie. And you buy it hook, line, and sinker. The Gazan civilians is the Ukraine. The Gazan civilians is the BLM. The Gazan civilians is the January 6th blood libel. And the Gazan civilians are the 99% safe and effective. Same goddamn lie. It's unbelievable. These people that got their right and left mixed up. There is only one two-state solution, my friends. And that is heaven and hell. And it's not just Hamas that's going to be in the hell. These enablers have blood on their hands. And that includes everyone in the Biden administration, including the pagan Jewish leftists who work for him. BLM, blood libel media. This is a high-tech blood libel. That's what it is. Truly unbelievable. The entire world. It's in the biblical prophecies. The entire world encamped against Israel. 
Psalms Psalms 83 certainly uh, captures that sentiment, but but many many places, everyone is uniting against them. You you would think that today everyone would be like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. While this really underscores how the Jews are caught in a no-win situation, they either have to eat their own. And by the way, just for just just so you know. The blood libel is so bad that Israel eats their own. They, just so you know, they will have their own people die before they blow up a sensitive area, even if that's where the rockets are coming from. And they have in the past. By the way, Hamas did hit an Ashkelon hospital, and no one ever, it was direct hit. Probably didn't even hear about it. You could look it up as Bar- Barzillai Hospital, I forgot what it's called, uh, in Ashkelon, and uh, yeah, no, no, no problem. That was good. Like, what the heck? The rocket didn't hit the Jews. The Jews did it. Oh, well, actually, the Arabs did it. <laughs> but the funny thing is the sentiment undergirding that, that the rockets were totally fine if they would have hit their target. It's like, how dare Israel not give them rocket equity? You know, they have colonial... Jewish rockets that are colonialists and they work and they didn't give Hamas rockets that work work as good. They need to give them proper training too. This is the um, immorality that we're working with. Okay? This was Snake Island times a million. With Snake Island was kind of funny. This is not. Deadly consequences. When you enrage the Muslim world, and when I say the Muslim world, that means all over the West, too, that Jews just purposely killed 500 people in a hospital when actually it was very few people in a parking lot and it was done by by the, the terrorists, that has deadly consequences. That's biblical levels of evil. And the Biden administration... And the Biden media is 100% behind it. So any of you guys that were confused, like, man, you know, after 50 years, the media seems to be siding with Israel. Well, gee, I mean, when you have the worst slaughter since the freaking Holocaust, yeah, it was a couple days there, like, uh, whatever. But that's over. That is over. They were chanting in University of Pennsylvania, it's on online. You could you could watch a University of Pennsylvania. Someone put this out, a video of it, um, chanting genocide against the Jews. This is not in Pakistan. It's not even in Europe. This is in University of Pennsylvania. We've let this crap into our country. It is the oldest, most disgusting thing. You know, I am someone, you have probably, those of you who have watched me for, for 10 years, my columns for 15 years, you probably have never heard me throw the word anti-Semitic at someone. I don't use that term. I just hate victimhood and so overused. So even in the few cases it's appropriate, I just don't use it. I just hate the victimhood, like toughen up. But dude, there is only one explanation for what is going on here. There is only one explanation. It is really dark. It's really ancient. It's really spiritual. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. And that's why I wrote a long essay yesterday. There is only one solution to this. Anyone who had a sense of the just and morality, the just moral rules of war would understand 
that Israel has the right to destroy, and this is actually international law, it's in UN Charter, if if you use these places, and it's not just incidental, it's exclusively where they have their weaponry and what they use to kill Jews in sensitive locations, that is a military target. But nonetheless, they don't use it, and they're stupid for not doing it, but partly I can't blame them. This is what happens. They have no ability to do anything. And this is all the while Hezbollah, which is 10 times stronger than Hamas, is lurking around on their northern border. Very questionable whether Israel could survive a two-way war like that. Can you imagine, despite the slaughter, and Israel didn't even do anything yet, unanimity of opinion in the world to side with a straight-up Hamas genocide of Jews and then a blood libel. And then today, there's no apologies. A couple of news agencies quietly changed the headlines, but still in a way that you'd think it's Israel's fault. And the Biden administration just disgusting. Utterly disgusting. The same sort of blood libel against people who didn't get the vaccine, against whites with George Floyd, January 6th. This is the same thing. Israelis, in many respects, are the ultimate January 6th. If you had this degree of immorality of the Western nation, I know their media was bad even back then. During the Six-Day War in 67, Israel would have been annihilated. And annihilated, as you well learned, sometimes it means your country is taken over by another government. Here, you're playing for keeps, as we well saw, and we always knew since then. If the IDF collapses and fails, it's not just that you know Israel collapses as a nation. You have every single Jewish civilian is dead. And I think you probably have about six million or so there now. Maybe six and a half million, right around the Holocaust uh, death toll, is living there. Again, what the F-U-C-K do you want them to do? What are they supposed to do? It's not about land. They have committed suicide more than any other nation. Jews are very pacifist. Often they've been controlled by leftists. As you well see with those protests they had there. That, and, and indeed, that is actually why they are where they are in such a weak position. But a lot of it, you have to, to be fair, even without the internal leftists. I mean, what do you do when you don't even do anything? And they're the one, they get to do it and blame you, and you have the world set on fire. I mean, what that tells you is they can't do anything. So the only solution, as, I've, as I wrote in this essay, is if there was a sense of morality that, look, the Hamas controls the whole thing. The people believe in all that stuff. They will fight to the last person. They will. Fight. You watch these. There's a good um, Twitter to follow. Memory. It's Middle East reporting something. Memory. M e m r i. It's an acronym. They translate all the um, Arabic media. And you will have all these interviews. You'll have res- regular Gazan women saying, I'm going to have more kids so they could become suicide bombers. This is like Sparta times a thousand. 
that society. It is the most violent, genocidal, disgusting, degenerate civilization ever built in the history of humanity. You could take that to the effing bank. I'm sorry I'm on the verge of profanity today. But, but it's like, th- this is the same morality that we just don't, but, but, but what about that? You don't look at the five, you look at the 95. We, we, that is not our job. It's the same thing with criminal justice. It's the same thing with illegal aliens. I always said that. Everyone's like, oh my God, Daniel, it's not the children's fault. The dreamers. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to surprise you. I agree with you. It's not their fault, but it's not our fault. And it's our country. And who has to eat it? Their people, not our people. We're not doing anything wrong. We're trying to live. In terms of casualties, basically the game Hamas has played is they've turned their entire civilian population genocidal, but even without that, all of their weaponry is in the most sensitive locations. So it's either get killed or be killed. If you don't understand that you have a right to kill, you don't deserve to live yourself. Our grandparents understood that. Our grandparents fighting island to island in the Pacific. They fought to the last man on Iwo Jima and Okinawa. Burn the hell down Tokyo and all their cities. And that's what needed to be done. Nothing short was going to get that done. Japan at that time was actually very similar in its mentality. I thought that maybe this would change the game. Boy, was I naive. It was quicker than I thought. Didn't change it at all. But for anyone to call themselves right-leaning, MAGA, populist, Trump supporter, to buy into this stuff is just shocking. You are siding with the worst globalists imaginable. You know, it's just, it's just so, so bizarre. Again, it doesn't mean there aren't problems with the Israeli government. It's in the opposite direction. It's, it's the same problems every Western government has. They commit suicide. You know, you'll have grifting. You'll have, you know, industry stuff that does things. You know, like Pfizer. That was all about Israel always wants to be the first on biotech. That's kind of their shtick. So they want to be first with Pfizer. There's nothing. There's no, no deeper conspiracy than that. But it's not like any other government in the entire West, aside from the government of Florida, has you know, done a mea culpa on that. But uh, that's the story. It bothers me the, the sense of morality. But if you don't want Gaza to be flattened and for hundreds of thousands of them to die, which is, again, that is the only solution, and that is all on them, there is another solution. And if all of this world pressure and money that they deal with them would pull the plug on the PLO. We're not funding you anymore. You have no, there is no Arab, I don't want to say Arab future, but Arab governing future west of the Jordan River. It's not good. It's genocidal against the Jews. It's not good for your own people. It needs to be under Israeli control. You will live a hundred. There is nobody who could look you in the eye and say an Arab wouldn't live better under their control than the PLO, Hamas, whatever. And you incentivize as many to leave as possible. Anyone who remains there, that's their problem. You come in, you blow up what needs to be blown up. And anyone who wants to remain, 
If they demonstrate good behavior, you know, that's fine. You could remain there. There are plenty of Israeli Arabs. It is, it is, un, and, and what is so damn tragic is that Israel is having a problem now. They're filling up in all their urban areas because they're having such a um, diaspora come in precisely because we let these hyenas into the West and now Jews cannot live in Europe. So, where did I see this? In England, anti-Semitic incidents are up 324% since Hamas attacks, six assaults, three uh, attacks on Jewish property, 14 direct threats. Um, most of them are in the greater London area, which you know exactly what that means and where that's coming from. So, and, and by the way, we've let this, this garbage in. Do you know that Hamas is now talking about making a prisoner swap? Now you might think, oh, well, Okay, they're swapping the hostages they took for like Hamas terrorist leaders that Israel has sitting in their prisons. Well, that might be part of it, but also care leaders in U.S. prisons. Care, remember them? Counts on American Islamic relations. They're literally like a Democrat grassroots organization. And they're literally an arm of the Muslim Brotherhood, unindicted co-conspirator according to a federal judge in a terror Hamas terror finance trial years ago. And, or, or maybe they would trade them for, I think there's an estimated 14 American hostages. We have that on our, our soil. We have that on our soil. There is so much immorality. There is so much peril. And we don't want to survive. And what's so stupid is, the same, the jihad is with a, there's a method to it. They have a religious belief. It's methodical. You kill the Jews in Israel first, then the next targets are Jews elsewhere, and then Christians elsewhere. And then Muslims that don't, you know, kind of believe in the right thing either. It's in that order. If you think they're not coming for you, I'm talking to these leftists who think that they could somehow French kiss a snake, that ain't happening. Your day will come. You know, I don't know if you guys saw, but it is very likely that in Long Beach, California, there was a vehicular homicide, vehicular jihad began in Israel about 10 years ago, and now it's everywhere. Khalid Yagobi of LA stands accused of traveling in his Chevrolet Bolt at high rate speed, plowing pedestrians on and multiple vehicles on the sidewalk. Now listen to this. The guy, it, I mean, it's unbelievable how coincidental, if it is. This, do you know who the guy who's investigating it, the chief of police of Long Beach, happens to be Wally Habish, who's an Islamic radical nutcase. You can look him up. So now we got police chiefs that, that believe in that stuff. He was a big part of the BLM movement. Again, the two tied together. I, I mean, I, I don't know how stupid people could be. The Palestinian cause, the Muslim Brotherhood, was BLM Antifa before before that. There's so much cross-pollination there. And so many of these are like right-wing, like white nationalists, save Western civilization people, bought it hook, line, and sinker. Like, 
I get it. You hate Jews. That's fine. I I, I got a thick skin. That that that's fine. You're that that's your right. Don't tell me that's America first. Okay, that's bull. Don't be an idiot. Okay, hate Jews is a standalone. Save yourself at least. Don't join the nonsense. It's like to own the Jews, I'm going to commit suicide. It's so dumb. There's one thing if we didn't let any of them into the West. So, all right, they're stuck there in the Middle East in Israel. Hey, that's their problem. Hey, buddy, this is coming for everyone. Coming for all of us. By the way, one other point on this whole thing, when you saw the embassies on fire, the Shiites were storming America's embassy in Baghdad, which is the, our largest embassy. Why do we even have that? We're still funding... We have that to show this veneer that we have some sort of relations there. Iraq is a client state of Iran because of everything we did. We fought for those very people that had this bloodthirsty look in their eyes that had we not had security would have killed everyone there. We fought for those people. While their Iranian allies were planting IEDs, while we were bailing them out from Saddam's, you know, kind of Sunni triangle supporters. What a country. But anyway, the White House is now proposing a hundred billion package for Ukraine and Israel, obviously majority for Ukraine. And again, Republicans and their desire to be pro-Israel should not agree to any of that, even a fraction of it. They need to defund, like we said yesterday, all those policies. It's the policies, it's not the money. I mean, honestly, I, I never believe that people are owed money. But there is a case to be made that the Biden administration owes Israel money because they put them in this position. Like, generally speaking, I say it's more the policies. They don't really need much. But there might be a truth to the fact that Israel if they are attacked on two fronts, they might be out of luck. And that is because of what the Biden administration has done. For those of you who didn't believe me yesterday, like, man, Daniel, you're being a little bit harsh. Like, really? Biden's an ally with Hamas. He's really trying to get Israel to commit suicide. When you look at the reaction of every single person on the left yesterday, and again, Sometimes things could look really bad and then you kind of look closely and it's the opposite. From the first second that the news came out, it was obvious that that's what happened. And yet to this day, they have not rectified it and said, wow, oh my gosh, we really understand what, what predicament you're in. At best, they'll just be neutral and move on now to the next thing until the next one. This is all to say something very important. We need to create our own sanctuary enclaves. The future is things like Sarasota, Florida. There's a big trend in Florida counties passing these sanctuary bills of rights. It's something you should push in every state. Look up Florida's Vo Florida Voice News and you'll, you could click on you know Sarasota Resolution Sanctuary and then it will come up, click on the hyperlink of their resolution and try to propose something like that in all of your um, counties 
they had four to one and passed the county commission to protect medical freedom in the county. We face anarchy and we face tyranny. We need to protect against certainly the tyranny, sanctuary for liberty, but also we need, like we said, our sheriff's posses. Call it a militia, call it what you want. It's not enough to just own guns in your home. That's what I'm starting to see. The ubiquitous threats we face. I mean, this was the overarching lesson of Israel. Now, it would have helped had the Israeli government not had their stupid gun laws, and every person in their home would have had a gun, you would have had a higher survival rate. But again, when you get overrun by that many people or that genocidal with RPGs and mortars um, and machine guns, you know, you're going to be somewhat limited and you, you really need a force, a communal force. We need to, and I'm going to be exploring this in the coming days, we need to prepare for a multitude of scenarios with what we're letting in through our border from all places, not just Islamic, certainly that, but even others. These Venezuelans, so subversive. The inner cities, BLM, Antifa, the ability of the media and corporate America and the masters of the universe to unite behind a cause and create a blood libel. What Israel is facing is what we faced with January 6th, what we faced with George Floyd, what we faced for not getting the vaccine. That you could literally stoke up your people to genocide. That's what we face. And we need some sort of local force. We need to create, make sure that the governing components of the red areas are truly red. And there's a big opportunity. First, I just want to say, you know, this audience is probably, you know, 99% Christian, majority Protestant, uh, but significant minority of, of uh, Catholics from the last kind of blaze uh, surveys I think I've seen of our demographics here. Um, I I have to say, I am truly touched by the fact that there are so many people like like you in the audience living in America. The last thing standing between genocide of Jews and you know just survival are American evangelical Christian conservatives. And I, I should say American Christian conservatives, obviously plenty of Catholics as well. That is the last thing. Do you understand that after, after I, words can't describe what was done to them last Saturday. And still, this is the sentiment of the world. You look at Europe, you look at the American left, the only reason Israel is where it is is because America still has, I mean, it's kind of schizophrenic, but some support. The reason why America's support is like that is because of Congress. The reason why Congress's support is like that is because of Christian conservatives. You take that component out, America is synonymous with Europe. America being synonymous with Europe, Israel is done. Done. And it's not just Israel. It's Jews living in the West. You're done. It's something you guys should be damn proud of. And God will reward that. Those who bless Israel will, will be blessed. Um, but again, it's not just Israel as a nation. 
the philo-Semitic sentiment in America versus the world is entirely the result of the critical mass of Christian conservatives that bleeds over and has placed enough of the rest of the country in check. And that's why it's so important we we crush the left, but also ensure that we don't have this pseudo-fake reactionary right that starts to adopt some of those sentiments like we see in the European right. Europe's just messed up. There's no good representation there. But it's these enclaves where we need to make reconstitute America. And I just want to end with kind of a heartening note. There's a very nice article by Scott McKay of the American Spectator. Will Louisiana's red blowout translate nationally? And obviously I'll bury the lead. I believe it will not. But what it does portend is that despite Republicans' dysfunction and horrible whatever, you know, and and the swing states were losing special elections, the red states are getting redder. Louisiana obviously is um it's a state we we've been underperforming in. It should be solid red, but because of the stupid Vitter scandal where we nominated a guy for governor years ago who uh cheated on his wife, so a Democrat wound up winning, we're underperforming. It was one of the worst states with COVID because of that. Jeff Landry, I, 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 look, he's a friend of mine. I don't think he's on the level of DeSantis, but he might be number two. He became, He's going to become governor. They swept out a bunch of rhinos. All the Freedom Caucus guys won, and um, they crushed it, crushed it. Uh, the Democrat for other like statewide positions in most positions got in like the 20s. They only captured 20% of the vote for lieutenant governor, 30% for secretary of state, 30% for AG, and 32% for treasurer. They're going to have in the legislature um, 70 to 35 supermajority in the House and 74 to 31. No, 70 to 35, but it could be as high, high as 74 to 31. In the Senate, they have 28 to 11. So they they have now captured, I mean, it's not going to start for a few months, but a supermajority trifecta that they did not have, that is a mandate. See, here we have this whole problem. What do you do? Republicans have a narrow House majority in Congress, and they'll join with the Democrats, and we have to kind of like thread the needle. There's no concern about the Democrats in a state like Louisiana. state like Louisiana should be lock, stock, and barrel. No Hamas, no Hezbollah, no Islamic immigration, no illegals, no homosexual agenda. America's apple pie. That That's all we have. There is nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go for Bible-believing Christians. There sure as heck is nowhere to go for Bible-believing Jews. Um... You know, that, that's the sad irony. Israel was in part created so that, you know, they'd have a place where they're not killed. And now the entire world united and said, hey, let's just kill them there. But we won't kill them. We'll just talk about the Palestinian civilians and what that does. It's Again, it's carefully designed to ensure because they, they're, they're building a PR apparatus to come up behind Hamas's war machine that is built off the civilian 
PR game. So I punch you from behind the face of a 90-year-old woman. What are you going to do? You can't hit back. You got to eat it. That is the most disgusting thing imaginable. Again, many respects, Hamas is like BLM, where they attack in, in droves, and then they hide behind um, you know, their political human shields. Oh, you can't, you can't enforce the law on me. Oh, the police are racist. They'll surround a woman with 10 belligerent men and, and rip them to shreds. The most pathetic cowards. Again, this is, this is a time that you'd go insane if you don't believe in God. And the few who listen to this show who maybe don't, I think now's a time that you really need to understand there has to be a two-state solution. And that two-state solution is heaven and hell. But for now, we need our own two-state solution within America and use the red states to just break off as much as we can and live as autonomously as we can. There's a huge opportunity. Texas just passed, by the way, the Texas Senate, uh, Florida's bill banning um, vaccine mandates even in private employment. We're getting there very slowly. But there's a lot more we can do. So I'm going to go all in. I, I don't know what to tell you about the speaker's race. It's just such, such a dumpster fire. But what about the areas where there's super majorities, Democrats can't win, the public largely agrees with us, but you know, like I said, most voters don't understand the nuances of, of Republican primaries. That's where we need to focus. We have a, a world that has gone mad, evil, a country that's gone mad. There's no better country for us to go to. All we have is those enclaves of our people, American patriots. That's what we should be proud of. That's what we need to utilize. Let me know if you agree, disagree, a better strategy. Daniel Hurwitz at startmail.com. You could also uh, please send this show to everyone you know. It's different than you'll ever hear and elsewhere. Agree or disagree, unique talking points, next level politics. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes so we can surge ahead in the algorithms of these empty calorie loser fake conservative shows. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening. Thank you.